Attention all creatures great and small. It is time to trim your mane, stomp your hooves, and ruffle your feathers. That's our motto. What's a motto? I don't know. What's a motto with you? Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 703. And together, as we have been for the past 18 years, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, we address and answer some age-old and important questions on our quest for the best pizza in Walt Disney World. From where to go to what pizzas are the best on the menu, we'll look at what makes a good pizza and explore everything from the authentic to the adventurous and whether it's a pie or a slice, what and where you just can't miss. Stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week and more updates at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Recently, it was National Pizza Week. I did not know that was even a thing. It kicks off on the second Sunday in January, which probably not by coincidence, is just in time for playoff football. Not that any time is not the best time for a pizza week, but I digress. And here in the United States, we love pizza, like a lot. Uh, And in a recent, probably very unscientific poll, but it's the data that I found, in a poll of a 1,000 people, 98% of them said they like pizza. 43% said that pizza was their favorite fast food, making it the second most popular fast food with hamburgers being the most popular. Bob's Big Boy, I just visited you, how I love you so. Again, I digress. But I think part of the appeal and the love of pizza is the variety and the versatility of pizza. We love the creativity that can be put into them, the ability for us to personalize our own pizza to taste. And even in its most simplest form, just a plain Tomato and cheese pie, I think, is one of our greatest comfort foods. It's it's a meal, it's a snack, it's lunch, it's dinner, it's sometimes even breakfast when it's cold. It can it is sort of the the, the pizza can be the the meal applicable to any time of the day or night. And when it comes to pizza in Walt Disney World, insert somewhat foreboding music here for many years and. 
yes, I'm going back to like the 70s, 80s, maybe even the 90s. The pizza offerings in Walt Disney World weren't plentiful. That's being generous. And what was available wasn't awesome. When I first moved here, the pizza was so bad. How bad was it? The pizza was so bad that I actually questioned my decision to move to Florida. Like, is there, was this a mistake purely based on pizza? Now, has that changed? Let's find out as we look for or look at the best pizza in Walt Disney World. From where to get it to what pizzas are the best of the best. And joining me on this quest, because that's really what it is and it has been, are friends and members of the WW Radio Nation. I want to welcome back to the show, Victoria Gist. You may remember her from such shows as the Connection Eatery Review on show number 696. Victoria, welcome back. Thanks. Spoilers ahead. <laughs> Don't listen hungry, by the way. Let me just sort of get this the, the legal stuff out of the way first. And... First timer, I believe, right? Anthony Molay. Hey, Lou. I'm happy to be here. It. Uh, I am happy to have you. And I'm happy to have both of you because pizza is best when it is shared with friends. And in an ideal situation, we would be eating the, We would eat, be eating pizza together while we did this. But not that anyone needs to be qualified to eat, rate, fine, and judge pizza. But when I put this question out on the nation group, I said, what are sort of your pizza eating credentials in and out of Walt Disney world? So in a sentence, tell me Victoria, cause I think ladies first and then Anthony, what are your pizza credentials? Like what makes you the pizza expert, the pizza connoisseur? Um, I think mine comes from, it's not just about the pizza for me. It's about the whole experience. I am a theater professional, so it's all about the environment as well. Also, I lived in Connecticut, which um, Frank Pepe's was technically the first. Um, so um, I guess that's been most of my credentials. I love food. That's a big third. Um I could go on, but I guess that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> you're in. It's like that commercial with Slash playing guitar. Like, yeah, you're in. Don't worry. You got it. <laughs> Anthony? Um, so, yeah, I grew up eating pizza for breakfast. Um, grew up in an Italian household in northern New Jersey, and uh, it was quite uh, normal for us to have pizza in the morning that was left over from what my grandmother made the week prior. Um, I've probably eaten at most of the pizzerias in northern New Jersey, and I've also crawled through a lot of the pizzerias in, in New York City, whether it be Manhattan, Brooklyn, or the Bronx. I love pizza. I eat it about three times a week. Um, much to my doctor's chagrin. Um, I have pizza every Friday night. Uh, it's, it's a go-to. I usually get a regular pie with half something. It depends upon my mood. And then I get a grandma's pie. Um, and then I just eat that for the rest of the week for lunch and then rinse and repeat. It's, it's not the healthiest diet, but it's one that I'm proud of. I mean, you had me at Sicilian from Bloomfield and then you sort of just pulled the Beetlejuice. Like, you think I'm qualified? Like, yes, you, you absolutely are a hundred percent qualified. And before we get into the discussion, possibly even debate um, mm. about the best pizza in Walt Disney World, let's talk about we've got your qualifications very much in hand. What about the pizza itself, right? What makes a really good pizza? And for some pizza, for some people, any pizza is good pizza. I respectfully, 
I'm not sure I agree with that, right? There's bad pizza, right? There, there's really, really bad pizza. And I've had bad pizza, sadly, in Walt Disney World. And, you know, my my short round physique wouldn't tell otherwise. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I wish I wouldn't have gotten this at all. So let's talk a little bit about some of what we think makes a good pizza. And I think at that the most important part has to be the dough, right? I think the dough is the literal and figurative foundation of a good pizza and even the ingredients that go into it. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that when we get to one of the locations on, which better be the number one place on all of our lists, this hand tossed, crunchy crust, well-cooked slight char on the bottom that gives you that crisp bite and that crust, which has to be like toasted on the outside but fluffy and light on the it on the inside like things like the thickness and the firmness and the taste of the dough and the even the ingredients that go into that dough is like of paramount importance yay or nay yay absolutely yay um yeah you want a nice crispy edging to your dough but you don't want to have to fight it to for the right to eat your pizza um want to have and for me also it's um the flavor and the consistency consistency of the cheese um i don't want a dry cheese i don't want like the sauce to have essentially evaporated underneath or above depending on your preference i want a nice cheese that's a participant in the experience yeah, so when when I get a, a slice and I fold it, and I fold my slices, I don't eat it just as a triangle. So I fold mine in half. And you should be able to hear a slight little break with the crust itself with the underneath. But but the actual out, outer rim, let's call it the outer rim because it's Star Wars, <laughs> but outer rim, if you fold that, you shouldn't make any noise. But it should still have a consistency that you do. And there should be a little bit of flour still kind of on, on the outside rim. Um, regarding the cheese, it's it's all about the ratio of cheese to, to, to tomato sauce or gravy or whatever you want to call it. But it, it's that ratio. It, one should never overtake the other, um, and it shouldn't be gloppy. And and when you fold it, you should be able to fold it in half and then hold the pizza out, and it shouldn't just drop. It shouldn't just go glop and just fall off of the cheese. shouldn't fall off. So should, you should be able to hold it there and then turn it and just put it in your mouth and bite it and chew it, and you're happy. I want to hug you all, like, because you're 100% right. The, the there There is something up to the thickness and the firmness of the pie. And you're right. When you do fold it, you get that sound. You get that feel. You get that crust. You do get a little bit of that flour in your hand. But that should, you know, sort of, when you fold it and hold it out in front of you, it should sort of, you know, stay flat instead of sort of flopping down like that matters because when you bite into that you get that little bit of a crunch now not to sort of go down a a tangent but you know especially here in america there are different quote-unquote regional types of pizza we are talking about real and i'm i don't want to start it we're talking about sort of like quote-unquote new york style pizza not the deep dish chicago pizza which to me is more like a lasagna pie like it's 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 something i think pizza has to be eaten with your hand not necessarily with the knife and fork fork. yeah i would agree with that i i do love a good deep dish but i wouldn't necessarily call it a pizza um and i know a lot of people from chicago are just shooting me daggers right now but um (laughs) i i look at it new york traditional pie um new york new jersey connecticut traditional pie um when you get into the deeper dishes it just gets super doughy um 
and, and it just takes on a different it's it's yeah it's more like like lasagna it is it's more mm-hmm. like lasagna there's layers to it there's different flavors to it but it's not the pizza that i grew up with yeah it's kind of like what you hit on at the beginning um of the recording lou and that it it is kind of like a it's it's a comforting experience pizza in a lot of ways and you don't picture yourself in a you know, kind of traditional like storybook scenario, sitting down after ordering a big pie and everyone's just holding it with their hands, sitting around have after a long day of walking around the parks or at a sleepover. It's like, that's not what I picture. I picture just ha- hanging onto a slice and chatting away with friends. So, And look, even within sort of our definition of pizza, like there's, you know, Naples style, but, you know, pizza Nabladon is, is sort of the traditional Italian pizza there's there's number of different varieties in there too, including Sicilian pizza, right? Sicilian style pizza is that instead of round, it's the square, thicker crust with a much spongier, almost fluffy like consistency to it. And even what the types of cheeses that are put on, the types of ingredients that are put on top are often different. I will allow Sicilian in the conversation, but I think we're, you know, and I don't think you really can get sort of a traditional Chicago deep dish peach, at least not that I've had yet in in Walt Disney World uh, that you're looking for. But again, it goes back to not just the ingredients that are, are put in, right? Good semolina, but how they cook it, right? When you cook it like in a, in a traditional brick oven, you get that, there's a smokiness, right? There's a smokiness that you can't find any other ways. And that's how you get the fluff in the crust that's how you get the bubbles in the crust and and on the pizza because of the way that moisture is sealed within that dough and it gives it that soft yet chewy texture and sometimes you drizzle a little bit of olive oil when when it when it comes out oh god it's so good it is so so good um and and to the sauce i know anthony mentioned the sauce i think the sauce is important that has the sauces like bring out the flavor of the pizza, not overpower, right? It shouldn't be something that's, that sort of drenches the pizza and you're, it overwhelms the sauce. All the things have to work together in this wonderfully delicious and delicate balance. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you got to worry about how much salt, right? There's a lot of salt in the cheese. Sometimes they oversalt the sauce. Um, so, you know, you got to be careful that the pot, you know, the pie that they make is not overly salted. Um, and, and that usually, they usually do that to hide other flavors that aren't necessarily there, like not good quality tomatoes or the cheeses of a lower, lower quality. Um, so, you know, going to a pizzeria that really takes pride in what they make is, is super important. Now for purposes of our discussion, and we did not talk about this ahead of time before we recorded very deliberately, before we get into this, we have to address a simple yet very important question, which has plagued mankind for I mean, probably only a decade or so. The question I present to you is flatbread pizza. I will give each of you a chance to respond again, ladies first. Is for purposes of our discussion today, is flatbread pizza? Uh, I want to say yes, because I want to be able to include some really unique things that I've had on property. And I think that when you get to a point where for the purposes of this recording, if we're talking about telling people what are good investments of their time, money and guts, just (laughs) (laughs) ingesting pizza or pizza adjacents, which is maybe what we should be calling it. 
I think that flatbreads are a part of the discussion because if you look at Pinocchio's in Magic Kingdom, it's very much like, hey, this is a pizza house, but it's all marketed as flatbreads. So I don't know. I I will, you know, honor whatever rules we set forward, of course, but um, I don't think tr- they are technically pizzas, but I think that they serve the same master. So. I'll, I'll agree with that for the, for the contest of this discussion. <laughs> I just don't think they're pizzas. They're near pizzas. Um, you know, they're, they're pizza lights, they're faux pizzas, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that um, they're quasi Sicilian in a weird sort of way. They're, they're kind of, rectangular Sicilians, but, um, I've had good flatbreads. Typically they're appetizers. I don't necessarily see, uh, you know, flatbreads as a meal. I see pizza as a meal, but I don't see flatbreads as a meal. That's just my own thought process. But if you want to include them, I'm on board. (laughs) I just don't have as much flatbread experience. Um, I have a little more pizza experience. I mean, the answer to the question in, in its most basic terms is that no, right? Flatbread is is technically not pizza, again, because it goes back to the dough, right? Flatbread uses mm-hmm. an unleavened dough, right? A dough that doesn't use yeast, where pizza has dough that uses yeast and has to be allowed to rise for a certain time, right? So pizza is almost like a yeasted flatbread as opposed to is flatbread <laughs> pizza. I think for Again, purposes of our discussion and wanting to introduce people to places they can go to get either just that good traditional individual slice or get a pie that you can share with friends or family or eat by yourself. We don't judge here. And maybe want to include flatbreads in the discussion. I think that you can, right? They're they're different because of the ingredients. You know, even like I think flatbreads, when we think flatbreads, we start to think much more creativity and a broader spectrum of toppings that you might find on a quote-unquote normal pizza. I think chefs feel like they can experiment more, you can do more, because our definition of what pizza is 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 not necessarily as narrow. So when you start putting things like, you know, not that you should ever put pineapple on your pizza, but when you put, you know, pineapple or balsamic or different types of cheeses and meat on your pizza, you can do that. Uh, the shape is obviously different, usually as well, too. Uh, they're a little bit more, I think, flatbreads are almost a little more rustic um, than than a regular pizza. But for our conversation, I think we will allow pizza and, you know, to my mother and grandmother, wherever you may be, please accept my apologies and understand why. <laughs> ever, ever, for everyone in Italy, just um, understand why we are doing this. So, I think what we should do is let's talk about what we think are our top five-ish, because a top X for WWE Radio is never really sort of beholding to a specific number. But where where do we feel are the top five places to get pizza in Walt Disney World, right? And and you can sort of approach this, again, we don't talk about it ahead of time. We did not, you know, write down or compare lists, but where you think the best overall pizza experience is whether it's individual slices whole pies location environment whatever you sort of include in your parameters i would love to hear and i'm sure there's going to be a ton of overlap on our lists and maybe we don't have, we don't have to go necessarily in order but i think at the end we can all sort of maybe talk about where we think the place is to go for the overall best 
pizza. So once again, Victoria, ladies first. Uh, what what first or last on your list? What was the first thing that came to mind for your your top place to get pizza? Um, I think that it has to be said, um, and I debated whether actually to put this as one item or two, um, but because you know. Um, the fact that it's seasonal, the fact that you can't get it all the time, and the fact that I rarely make dining reservations means that I put Pizza Al Taglio at the top of my list, which is technically just like the fancy way to say Via Napoli to go. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think that um, it does have a little bit more of that Sicilian factor, which I am a sucker for. I do love the little cloudy bread, the kind of focaccia style. Um, and I like a simple pizza as much as I like a really interesting pizza. My list kind of goes all over the gambit. So, um, yeah, I, I love the idea of just grabbing a slice and walking around uh, the World Showcase. Anthony? So, from yeah, so for me, um, I discovered it maybe three years ago. Um, it had been there right before the pandemic, actually. Um, I stumbled upon Pizza Ponte and I was really blown away. Um, it had that char on the bottom. Um, it had the cheese held up. Um, I felt like, and I'd been to Viennapoli several times and I really wanted to, to, to put Viennapoli at the top of my list, but Pizza Ponte is, is not only is it affordable, the slices are huge. Mm -hmm. Um, the quality of the cheese and the sauce is just top notch, um, and they have a, a wide variety, but I just always go for a standard slice. I just go for a regular cheese slice. Um, maybe I'll put some pepperoni on it, but overall, I find that to be the the best. And and just like walking around Epcot, there's nothing better than getting a slice and walking around Disney Springs or or just sitting at one of the tables there. And they also have Italian sweets and stuff afterwards, but I don't want to get into that on this conversation. But yeah, Pizza Ponte would be number one. So I'm actually happy that the two of you put mention these two as one and two, because I think they sort of go hand in hand because when we talk about the pizza experience at Walt Disney World, there is the sit down and have sort of a, a full meal, you know, table service versus the grab and go. And I think these are the two sort of best representations of grabbing a pizza by a slice, right? And and when Vianopoli first opened, I think this was literally born out of demand. I think enough people sort of were knocking on the door saying, I just want to grab a slice or a pizza to go. They carved a hole in the wall. They put some additional pizza ovens in there and pizza Italia, which originally was called the, I think it was called the, the Viennapoli just pizza window. Um, as so if you're staring at it from World Showcase Lagoon is on the left-hand side of the entrance. And the, the Sicilian slices there are different than the thin crust pizza you get at Viennapoli. But I do think, and there's a few tables outside, especially if it's one of those like beautiful uh, days or evenings in Epcot and you could just sit down at one of the umbrella tables out there, maybe get a drink or a glass of wine. Like it's a really, really nice way to just have a, a slice and, and a quick meal. Or if you want to sort of walk and talk as you can do it, like you said, it is open seasonally so you do have to sort of be aware of when it is that you but when it's open it's like the internet gets all crazy like you know it's open go now stop mm -hmm. what you're doing and go grab your slice uh and, and the same thing and i obviously had both of these on my list as well um i had this and i had pizza ponte on my my list too 
there, this is a little Pizza Ponte is a little bit different. Obviously, it's in in um, it, it's in Disney Springs, so you have to worry about going into a park. But I think what this offers too is, and when I say it's a it's a good value, right? The the pizza is about it starts about seven dollars a slice, and you're like, wait a minute, Mangello, I come from New York, like pizza's two dollars. The slices are huge. Like you mm-hmm. can make a meal out of an individual slice. The size as big as your head is probably an understatement because I think they're bigger than your actual head. And it's about seven or eight dollars. Yeah, it's seven something. I was just there um, to do research for this episode. So (laughs) it was um, for the more (laughs) traditional pizza of triangular pieces like pepperoni and cheese. You're going to be looking at closer to seven bucks and it goes up for more of the Sicilian based. Um, Like I had a San Gennaro and this was number two on my list because I love a hot pepper on my pizza and the onions were just perfectly cooked in it. Um, The cheese was flavorful and um, just melt in your mouth. And um, the bread was exactly as we were talking about before, where it was nice and crisp on the bottom and it had that doughiness and it didn't resist me as I tried to enjoy it. <laughs> and the pizza that you mentioned is absolutely on my list of the best individual slice flavors for, for, for lack of a better word. Um, for the first one on my list, I, I think we should save I think we should save what we think is going to be the overall best place for for last. And we will we will have a discussion about the place that rhymes with Sianapoli. Um <laughs> But I will also <laughs> mention that. I, so right now we have Pizza Ponte on the list. We've got Pizza Italio out, outside of Vianapoli. I honestly think that. And I'm not saying it just because it's a utilitarian place to get a slice of pizza if you desperately need a slice of pizza but i had never heard of blaze pizza before it opened in in walt disney world and i was incredibly surprised at how much i enjoyed it um what i like about blaze is that if you want you can choose from some of their signature flavors of pizza and i think there's probably maybe 10 or so different ones from a uh, a garlic pesto chicken uh garlic pesto chicken barbecue chicken there's a meat lovers pizza there's a spicy one there's a vegetarian pizza they have in, they have great gluten free options there as well um, but they have more than 40 different toppings and sauce choices so you can really like make your own franken pizza here like whatever it is that you want from the type of dough to the type of sauce to the individual ingredients. And it's it's a really good value too. Prices mm-hmm. range go from about $7.50 to $12, uh, depending on if you're going to build your own, what types of ingredients you want. Uh, maybe it's, it's maybe like, like $8 now, but still whatever it is for a one topping or additional topping pizza. But anything that you can think of that you want to add on to your pizza, you can. And everything is obviously made fresh. So the only way to sort of describe it is it's sort of like Chipotle pizza. Like you go Mm -hmm. in and sort of move down the line and pick your individual ingredients. You watch them put it into the open hearth oven. And in just a a couple of minutes, your pizza is ready. What's really nice too is they're individual pizzas as opposed to just slices. 
So if you can't finish the whole thing and maybe you don't want to share it with anybody else, you can grab a box and take it home. And as a local, I can say I do this all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But really, like Blaze Pizza, especially if I want something quick or if I'm going with a bunch of friends, they have um, sort of family style, almost like long picnic tables inside as well as tables outside and right by the water. So it's a great place to go if you want to grab something to go or if you want to go and eat by yourself or with with friends and family too. And I will point out that um, Blaze Pizza has good gluten-free mm-hmm. offerings. Um, I love pizza, but pizza doesn't always love me. Um, <laughs> so I have to be choicy about when I get to indulge. Um, and, you know, it's not necessarily, again, it gets back to the dough discussion. So I, you know, sometimes if you really want pizza, you don't want to be messing around with gluten-free uh, keto crust or anything like that. But their keto pizza is a great option. Um, and yeah, the hot link is um and it's very similar with what's the top what the toppings are and compared to what we're talking about with pont um but yeah blaze is a great offering and if um it's something that people can feel comfortable with because it is um since it's at springs it's not necessarily a disney exclusive offering you do have them across the country and they have a rewards membership program too so if you go there enough times you can get a free pie out of it or you know some some extra things They've also got really good drinks too. They have very unique uh, teas and, and drinks offerings. So it's it's a great place. That's a good place that I didn't even think of. How but, yeah, one? How I, did I, I not I, know about the rewards program? Um, because, because I've eaten many pizzas at Blaze. Blue's just burning money. <laughs> <That's right>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're right. You know, I was going to mention later on sort of the the gluten free and some of the different options. Blaze, I think, may be the best of the best in that case because they've got a gluten free dough, a cauliflower cauliflower crust or a keto crust for a a slightly additional charge, maybe about two to four dollars for each. But if you have dietary requirements or restrictions or specific interests, you can get that at Blaze and a number of other places, too. A lot of the places now have gluten free pizzas, including, you know, Pinocchio's and Pizza Fari and and Napoli and and, uh, the boardwalk and the pizza window. So you can find those options in, in way more places than you could in the past. But I think Blaze maybe one of the best of the best. And I'd love to hear from other people if they had um, other experiences and other places that have really good um, dough related options. So, all right. So we've got those, excuse me, three on our list so far. Uh, Victoria, where else is on your list? Well, you might've seen this coming, but I'm going back to Epcot and we are stopping in connections because when we ate there, and this is where I'm going to throw a curveball, but I think it's going to be a home run because that curry spiced pizza, the vegetarian plant-based option at Connections was delightful. Um, and I had it again like a few weeks after, because, uh, which was funny because I was the person that was like, I don't know if I'll like absolutely come back here. There's so much around World Choke. I was immediately back to get the curry spice pizza. It's one of those savory flavors that I'm savoring to this day. Um, it's unique. So it's something that um, while they do have more traditional options, such as the meatball pizza, which the meatball had a great flavor to it. And I, it was not like my favorite of the day that we did the review. Um, the curry spice pizza just kind of stuck with me more because it was a unique offering. And that is something I like to look for with a pizza. I'm not as much of a straight pepperoni girl. So um, I want some interesting toppings. Um, it didn't have that traditional sauce combo that we're typically looking at with pizza. So that's kind of 
off of our traditional path here, but um, it did have um, a lime yogurt instead of a cheese, which was really nice and made it a very like saucy experience. Um, the plant-based mozzarella and yeah, the carrots and the potatoes and the peas were all just so nice. And um, yeah, I just, I really think the Connections Eatery has made another accessible offering for people um, who haven't necessarily made dining reservations or who are looking for an option while they wait for their dining reservations later that night or when they're about to leave the park if they're hungry. Um, it's a great location. It um, You can mobile order, although it does take a bit of time. Um, and it was a lot of time, both times we've I've been. So um, definitely take that into account. But if you're riding rides nearby, it might be something you can plan for. So Connections Eatery, check it out. And look, and I know that this is why you're happy that we decided to allow flatbreads on the menu because it's called pizza. It may be more of a flatbread, but if you walked into, you know, Ray's original pizza in New York and was like, hi, can I have the plant-based tikka masala pizza? They would look at you like you were a crazy person. But I agree with you. I loved it. I love the fact that it is a uh, one, it's, it's a plant-based option. Two, it is unique. You know, I, I haven't seen anything else like that with this sort of flavor profile on a pizza, flatbread, whatever you want to call it, really anywhere else, not just in Epcot, but in Walt Disney World. And I think in terms of, again, we talked about the, the creativity that chefs can do when you sort of expand your definition of what pizza slash flatbread is. I think this uh, absolutely fits. It, it's a plant-based option, but is not just for plant-based diners because the flavor is that good. Yeah, absolutely. I am not like exclusively vegetarian or vegan or anything like that. I love a nice, um, you know, meat offering. I'm an omnivore, but uh, yeah, I, I like to explore the plant-based options and the vegetarian options. And it's really exciting to see not just like a simple um, vegetarian offering in a restaurant. This is something that is really um, exciting and unique. Anthony, what else is on your list? Yeah, I I had never heard of that before, so now I've got something to go try. Thank you very much for that. And um, if you need somebody so, uh, to help you navigate, I'm I'm oh, here for you. Uh, I'm a giver. It, and they are like, huge. <laughs> they are huge pieces. You get two. <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah. So you know, you had mentioned this place prior, Lou, and I, I never really ate there until um, during the pandemic. Um, we go down every year as a family to um, to to Disney uh, during Christmas, and it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And right when Omicron was coming out, there was a huge concern about you know how transmissible it is and where can you eat. So we decided we were still going to have the trip, but we were going to try to eat outside as much as possible. So we booked different restaurants outside. We ate some great uh, tables outside, but one night. We just went and got pizza, and we were staying at the boardwalk. So we went to the uh, Trattoria Al Forno boardwalk walk-up pizza window, and I was pleasantly surprised at the quality of the pizza. Now, was it as good as Pizza Ponte? No. But it was awesome because we got a pie. It comes in a traditional pizza box. We sat at a table right outside overlooking the lake. Um, the sun was going down. It was a perfect December night for, for Orlando, which is like – 60s right so you had on a little sw light sweater 
and it was fantastic. Um, the the pizza was very good. Nobody nobody complained. And usually, you know, one person's going to complain that they didn't like it. Everybody, all hands down, said we definitely get pizza from here again. We were forced into it because we were trying to think outside the box. But at the same time, it, it worked out great. And we got pizza, which is always good. We had to cancel Via Napoli because we had Via Napoli for that night. But it was a it was a it was a passable second. It was it was very good pizza. Um, and I think you can get slices there as well as full pies. Um, do expect a wait, especially if you're asking for a pie. I know that mobile order, you can mobile order, which is also a, a nice option. So you can kind of order a pie and, and pick it up on your way out of Epcot. Let's say you don't want to stay in, in Epcot all night. You can order mobile order a pie and pick it up as you're, as you're walking down the boardwalk. But, um, it's, it's a really nice option. So I'm going to tell you when you said the word boardwalk, I got nervous. I got nervous because and, and it may have just been an off day and I'm going back probably it may have been even before I moved here. Um, but I will say this, that the boardwalk pizza window was not my favorite. <laughs> it was not, it was not an awesome slice of pizza. And that's where yeah. I was sort of in the back of my mind saying, you know, you're talking about, well, there's no such thing as a bad slice of pizza. The boardwalks, the boardwalk pizza window may have had something to say about that because it was just, it was just, it was just not good all around. And maybe I just got a bad slice, right? Maybe just, it was just one of those yeah. bad slices. Sure. That being said, I do agree with you um, that the Trattery Al Forno has, I think they've got like maybe five or six different um, types of, of whole pizzas that you can get, including a mm -hmm. seasonal pizza, um, which changes you know, per, per the chef in the season. When I did have it there, I was very, very impressed, right? It, it tasted like a traditional sort of Italian wood-fired pizza because you can see that that the the, the pizza oven, it, it's sort of like a show kitchen and it's, you know, the wood, um, there's the wooden pizza trays and, and the jugs in the crate. So it gives you this sort of like almost that you're in somebody's kitchen when, when you're eating mm -hmm. there. Um, and I was so it, I had this on my list too. Um, I what I, do they still have a breakfast pizza? I still believe they have a breakfast pizza too. Um, but I remember that the pizza tasted very very fresh. It was cooked perfectly, and um, I, I agree it being on the list. All that being said, if we're gonna stick to our top five, we need to get to the one which you can tell me if you disagree. I think for all of us, can should will be our number one place to get pizza in Walt Disney World. If you don't start shaking your heads when I say the words via Napoli in Italy and Epcot, this recording might get accidentally deleted somehow because I think it it truly is, and maybe even far and away, the best of the best of the pizza in Walt Disney World. I remember when I went when it first opened, and I instantly fell in love. Because when I walked in, the decor and that huge table in the middle and, and the way it was laid out, it reminded me of gathering with family in my grandmother's basement around a big table. And then you see those huge wood-burning ovens named after the, the Italian volcanoes, Etna, Vesuvius, and Stromboli. And then hearing from the chefs about understanding the importance of using San Marzano tomatoes and real Caputo flour imported from Italy. And even, I, I'll, I'll never forget this because I've 
told friends when I first moved here, like, well, this pizza, it, it's, it doesn't taste right. It's not, it doesn't stand right because it's the water. It's the water. It's the water like Mangello. Enough with you and your Jersey, New York water. And when I spoke to the chef and I said the water and he's like, yes, as a matter of fact, we import the water from a source and a spring that has a similar pH content to Italy's Campania region, I felt vindicated. Like I threw my arms up in the air, like someone hug me because I know that I'm not, I mean, I'm a crazy person, but not in in this context. The details in Viennapoli matter, not just from the decor, but everything we mentioned before, the dough and the sauce and the crust and the temperature of the ovens. And what I love about Viennapoli is you can, I mean, the pizza literally comes in all shapes and all sizes, whether you want to get an individual to a half meter long type of, you know, size of pizza. There are 12 different types on the menu, or you can build your own. It ranges from that 10 inch size to again, that, that half meter that will fill, fill and feed the entire family. It is not the least expensive pizza on property. You are going to pay a bit of a pizza premium in order to dine there, but I very easily, far and away, say it is absolutely worth it uh, because I think the pizza is not just some of the best pizza. I, I think it's the best pizza you'll find in Walt Disney World, but it's probably some of the best pizza you'll find in the area as well. And as we talk about some of our favorite individual types of pizza, uh, there's more than one on this list that that made my list. I have only one problem with Viennapoli. And it's it's very, it's a unique problem to me. I understand it. My problem with Viennapoli is that they don't deliver. There is no Luber Eats <laughs> from Viennapoli because there are some times I'm like, man, I would love one of these specific types of pizzas and I just can't get it uh, without making my way out over to Epcot, which I know I live close, first world problem. But uh, Viennapoli far and away is, was at the top of my list. Yeah, when uh, I begrudgingly decided that I wasn't going to stand in line to get a table at Viennapoli the other day when I saw that um, Pizza Talio is, uh, was closed, <laughs> I um, I was kind of bemoaning the fact that why can't I just mobile order a pizza right now <laughs> and pick it up to go and not take anyone's table? Um, but yeah, that is that is a sad thing. Is uh, It is such a good pizza. And of course, you're going to pay a premium when they're importing water. <laughs> But um, it definitely does um, stand out. I definitely have some favorite pizzas on the list, as I should, um, from that location as well. But I think it's it's everything about the pizza that you already said, and especially for me, the um, atmosphere as well. Everything about the pavilions, and this is true for um, all of the pavilions, from in my opinion, just are so fantastic at transporting you and just affecting your experience in a very um, heartwarming way. Um, my husband has fantastic memories of that and just, you know, sharing a picture of sangria and um, having some traditional Italian food um, that feels authentic, that doesn't feel like it's just an, you know, an Italian restaurant in some other part of Orlando. You know, it's a fantastic experience as much as it is fantastic food. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's it's a it's an amazing experience, and I've had a lot of really fun times there. 
whether it be, you know, I'm from New Jersey. We travel down with friends sometimes, and I like to show off uh, Disney to, to friends. And this is one of my go-to places that I bring people to just because of the cast members are always amazing, especially when they're, they're from Italy. Um, one night we spent uh, a good three hours just sitting at a table. Um, we had pizza for an appetizer. We had our meal, and then we had pizza for a dessert. And the, the waiter was just absolutely hysterical trying to practice his English with us. He brings over the sous chef. The sous chef sits down and starts hanging out with us. He, he breaks into a little bit of a wine, drinking a little bit of wine with us. And it was just an unbelievable experience that my kids will always talk about whenever we, we talk about, you know, meals at Disney and, and how, how wonderful they are. It's something that I don't think it's hard to explain to people when I tell them, yeah, I love to go to Disney World and I love to just enjoy the restaurants and spend two, three hours just sitting at a table and, and talking with, with the cast members and taking my time. And, you know, it's not, it's not eating is not a means to an end. It is definitely the end goal. And uh, Viennapoli is one of my go-to places for that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, if we were to sort of say, at least for me, you know, Viennapoli is the best place to get a sit down slice of pizza. I think pizza Ponte is the place, the best place on property to get a, you know, grab and go. There's places to sit outside. And again, on one of those lovely Disney Springs nights, they're wonderful. Uh, It probably is no accident that the reason why they're both exceptional is because I think it sort of trickles down. You know, they're owned by the same restaurant group. They're owned by the Patina restaurant group, as well as a number of other places like Enzo's, etc. And I think the quality of the experience from the ingredients to the chefs, to the way things are made, to, to being, to, to understand the importance of tradition in the way pizzas are made and the way they are served and that, that family dining-like experience, I think is really help is really important. And I think it comes through in the quality of the pizza that is served. That being said, um, on my very quick look, I mean, there was at least 30 places that I had picked. I think there's a number of other places that do pizza well, or at least serviceable pizza. If, if you had to just quickly throw any honorable mentions on your list, uh, any place else in Walt Disney world that not just in a pinch, but you would go to for a good pizza. I mean, I guess I could give a, a, a shout out to the original Pizza Rat, uh, Pizza Rizzo. But uh, I, I mean, I'm not as much a fan of the actual pizza there. But um, again, it's about the experience as much as it is about um, if you want a slice, that's where you get it in uh, Hollywood Studios. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's such a neat little um, caricature of a New York pizzeria. So got to give a shout out. Um. I, I would just stick to those ones that we mentioned so far. I think <laughs> I, there's enough there. And, and if you're eating pizza every single day or in, in Disney World, you're, you're kind of wasting, you're wasting some of those days. Uh, you should be eating something else. But um, Pizza Rizzo, I, I, we were just there in, in a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we actually got a pizza. We've never had a pizza from Pizza Rizzo. We got a little, we, we, we like the plant-based sausage sandwich. We find that to be quite tasty. And um, we said, let's try the pizza. It was okay. Um, like I'm, I'm of the opinion there's no such thing as bad pizza. Um, there's levels of, of greatness. Um, the ones that we've mentioned are great. Um, everything else is just okay. But Pizza Rizzo was okay. Um, and, and you're right. I, I love the one 
the thing I like Pizza Rizzo, and this is not pizza related, but I love the the upstairs where they have the wedding going on. That to me is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my entire life. And I always say, I do mobile order, and I always say, I'll go pick up the food because I love, I sit upstairs in the upper balcony because it's never crowded. And I always go in it and I just walk through that little area just to just to get a, the vibe. It's just wonderful. I um, laugh so. and I love it because it reminds me of every Italian wedding I ever went to as a kid in New Jersey. Like yep. it is it it is what the venues looked like. If you know, if yep. there would just been a couple of screaming people, would I, I would have felt like I was with my family. Um so I, I agree. You know, I like pizza rizzo more for the environment than than I do the pizza again, but it's serviceable. And I look, there's people I know, mm-hmm. especially who have kids, they love pizza rizzo, right? Maybe yeah. just because they're desperate for a pizza somewhere. I think there's a couple of places that I would think about mentioning. And this is where we start to start blurring the line. I think Il Molino at the Dolphin mm. has actually very, very good pizza. All, all the food there is really good. If only there was somebody, anybody who would do a live review there with me, hope someday I'll find it. Um, I think that, and this is almost more of a, if you want to sort of, if you want a fancy pizza slash flatbread, California Grill um, always has a, you know, you're not going to go there for just a typical, give me an 18 inch, you know, plain pizza, but they use, you know, farm to table, fresh ingredients. It changes seasonally. I think for the 50th anniversary, they have this like duck all orange pizza on the menu that would just be very interested. The Victoria's mouth just dropped open. Maybe we should go there and try it. Um, I'm just curious. I'm down. To tr- <laughs> right. You're willing to take uh, one for the team and and uh, and do the research. So, again, I think there's there's a wide spectrum of pizza that is is good in a pinch. It's good for you or good for your kids. And I think there's also some some very very good, not just good in Disney, but very very good pizza. Now, tell me in no particular order, and you can we can go around the horn. Give me one or two or three, whatever is your best pizza types and i didn't know how to sort of whether it's an individual slice or a a um a pizza that is on the menu at any of the locations that we may have mentioned that is your favorite or is your go-to or is a must try when you go to walt disney world what are some of your your favorite individual ones um i kind of hit on a lot of mine as i described it which was kind of um, breaking the format i guess but um so i mentioned of course the san gennaro um at pete's ponte and then the curry spice pizza um the reason my mouth dropped open for the duck la range <laughs> is because i love a sweet and a savory mix on a pizza so of course i have to mention the annapolis prosciutto e, mil- uh, e- eh, i can't speak italian why am i even trying <laughs> prosciutto a melone or however you say it. It's got melons. It's got prosciutto. It's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess, I guess that's a few. I'll have a, have a nice pizza cookie at Pizza Rizzo. Um, <laughs> do a, Okay. So this is where I'll throw in a, a, a curved flatbread idea is City Works Brewery does brunch on weekends from 10 to 3 and who doesn't love the idea of a pizza for breakfast? I wasn't able to figure out if they still have the one over by Boardwalk. But City Works Brewery does have Easy Like Sunday Morning, which is a breakfast flatbread with sausage, scrambled eggs, bacon, mozzarella, smoked cheddar, garlic puree, and arugula. And it is, in a way, like it doesn't have that sauce that really like helps 
bring it back into the pizza conversation, but it is just as moist and like savory as what a pizza should be to me. So slide that one in. Interesting. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, I, I agree with you on, on Viennapoli. The prosciutto is um, unbelievable. I mean, that's a phenomenal pizza. Um, and it's not a traditional pizza. It's not what it's not what you would think you'd get at a pizzeria, but it's just so tasty. And and I agree with you as well. San Gennaro is fantastic. It's like you're walking around at a feast with a you know sausage and pepper sandwiches with the grease dripping down your arms, and you got a bag of zeppelis hanging off your hip. And <laughs> there's nothing better than that. Um, wow, I'm getting so hungry. Um, the the and and the the California pizza uh, California Grill always has good really good uh, seasonals, and I'm actually going there in, in March. So I'm going to try it because, um, I usually get the sushi as my appetizer, but, uh, I think I'll go with the pizza this time. Just, and I'll report back to everybody and let you know what I thought. Um, but yeah, I would say San Gennaro, um, a standard slice or the standard slice of pizza Ponte, and then the Brigitte at, at, uh, at, uh, at Viennapoli are probably three of my favorites. I'm famished by the way. Um, <laughs> So I'm with you on the San Gennaro pizza uh, because I love that sweet sausage and the sweetness of those caramelized onions and the two different types of cheese. If you don't like hot cherry peppers and you don't like sort of the the, the added heat, you could obviously take them off um, and still have a, a delicious slice of pizza. At Il Molino, which I know is more of an honorable mention, they do have a, a Quattro Formaggi pizza. Uh, it's a four different type of cheese. It's Fontina, Pecorino Romano, which is, I could just eat it, and I have, um, just by hand, uh, mozzarella cheese and herbed regatta cheese, but it's topped with marinated artichokes and roasted garlic and arugula, and if you've ever been to the original Il Molino, um, one of the best Italian restaurants in uh, New York City, the the food there is outstanding, and, and so is the pizza. I, I almost want to mention blaze because you can make it your own and i love that it allows you to be incredibly creative in what you decide that you want to put on but i think my overall so i don't make this a top 10 list of of pizzas i want you to um expand your potential pizza horizons and your definition of pizza because not all pizzas have a tomato sauce as a base and for some people who don't like or can't have tomato sauce, white pizza is something that they often get. I normally don't, except in the case of Viennopoli. They have a Carciofi pizza, C-A-R-C-I-O-F-I, which is a white pizza that has artichokes, fontina, mozzarella, and truffle oil. It is to die for. It And when it's made right and all the things we talked about, about that crunchy crust and that little bit of like the burnt, it, it is absolutely, um, it is outstanding. Um, and if you've never had a white pizza before, that would be the one that I would, um, that I would send you to. But uh, that's the beauty, right? The, the beauty is with all these different places, and I'm sure there's people yelling, if you're going to mention flatbread Mangello, how did you not mention this flatbread? Because there, there's a ton. And from what I understand, I think um, I think Territory Jock's. Lounge, Jock Lindsay's, yeah, just added some mm-hmm. new. Maybe we have to revisit this and be like the top five flatbreads 
in Walt Disney World. I'm trying to see if there's a way that I could do this like on a live show somehow, like send people out and then we all bring back like flatbreads from different locations in Walt Disney World and do a live eating taste test review slash challenge. I'm not sure about the logistics. I'll figure that out later on as I'm staring off into um, into space. A couple of things, too. I, I get this question all the time is, listen, I, I want pizza, but we're exhausted. Uh, we're going back to the room. Like, where can we get good pizza from potentially delivered to our resorts? Um, I, I do think that you can order from sort of the, you know, the the dominoes and, and things like that. That would not be my first choice. Um, some of the um, the food courts have some pretty serviceable pizza and or flatbreads you can bring back. If you ever wanted to go off property, and I know for some folks that's like blasphemous, but um, there is a Giordano's, which is not far from Disney Springs. Giordano's, again, famous for that deep dish Chicago style as well as New York style pizza. It's maybe a five, 10 minute Uber from Disney Springs or any of the the Hotel Plaza Boulevard hotels. Uh, And north of Magic Kingdom in Windermere is is Paisano's. And I think... I don't believe they deliver or do Uber Eats, but if you have a car and you feel like making a trip and want to get some really good pizza, um, there are some great off-property options as well. Um, I'm, I know for a fact, by definition, we are missing so much in terms of how did you not mention this place and how did you not mention this pizza? That's where you, our friend, who's sitting at this virtual table with us, come into play. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what your favorite is and let us know what maybe we need to go and try if we haven't done before. There's a number of different ways you can let me, let us know. One, I will post this question in the clubhouse at uh, on Facebook at www.com slash clubhouse. That is our fun, family-friendly, very welcoming community. Share your thoughts and your photos there as well. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Plead your case. Yell at me. No profanity, please. It's a G-rated show, but tell me, Mangello, how did you people possibly miss this, which is, of course, the very best pizza in Walt Disney World. And if I don't believe you, next time you come to Walt Disney World, we'll go together. And uh, hopefully I will I will eat my words and the pizza. Um <laughs> But uh, Victoria and Anthony, thank you both so very much for taking time out of your day to share your thoughts, your insights, and uh, and some of your favorites as well. Uh, if anybody wants to connect with you online, other than in the nation or in the clubhouse, if you want to share anything else or any final thoughts, any words about the best pizza in Walt Disney World, go. Um, if anyone wants to find me, um, I'm on most socials at... I-T-S-T-H-E-V-I-K-A. It's the Vika. Um, and from there, you can find my professional site as well for like costume design and such. Um, and otherwise, final thoughts, just, you know, the best kind of pizza is the pizza you share with your friends. I'm not sure if I'm yeah, down with the I, sharing part, but okay. Well, that's, it's. You know. <laughs> the best kind of pizza is the pizza you eat alongside your friends who are eating their own pizzas. Much better. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't have any like socials to share or anything like that, but I, this has been a really fun, fun discussion. Um, the one thing I would like to know is if Blaze was to come out with a Lou Mangiello pizza, what would it be? What were the toppings you'd put on it? Will? Wow. That's a great question. 
So I love Can sausage. I, I love Can sausage, peppers, and onions. Onions cooked. Yes. Okay. And Cook. sausage is it sweet or spicy? Yes. It crumbled depends. or crumbled or cut? Crumbled or cut? Oh, crumbled because it lets you spread it out. Like yeah, you make yeah. sure it's really important to get like <laughs> the ingredients on every bite. Like, am I the only yeah. person? Like, when you order pizza for home and you open up the box and you look down, you sort of like pick your your you pick your piece. You like, know what oh, I want to make sure. Want. Yeah, like I want to make sure the kids yeah. don't get that one because it's got all the right proportion of like <laughs> meat and like vegetables and stuff on it. Yep, yep. yep. Normally, I dig in first. I'm like, let me just get the first one out, just sort of start it up, yeah. you know, get it going for you, <laughs> because that first one's a little tougher to get out than all the others. But it's really purely self-centered. Um, so onions and sausage and what else? Sausage, peppers, and onions would probably be the the go-to. Um, if you're really feeling like you maybe you want to throw a little bit of meatball on there, but you don't want to do too much, I'm going to regret that. I'll stick. I'll stay with. I'll keep that. A really good okay. pizza with sausage, peppers, and onions. That's the Lou Mangiello at Blaze Pizza. <laughs> I'm sure there's other stuff. Now I have to go to Blaze Pizza. (laughs) Now I'm going to go to Blaze Pizza and I'm going to figure out what the loom on Jello. Oh, you know what else? I might put artichokes on there too. Ooh. Yeah, I might throw some. What about like any fish on there? Like any any, uh, anchovies? Are you an anchovy person? Don't. I'm going to have to cut this part out because you said the A word. Listen. Nobody was like, you know what this pizza is? It's a family show. We (laughs) We need some small, dried, little, like, cuttlefish. No, I'm not an anchovy guy. No. Okay. And last but not least, what about like extra garlic, extra, extra cooked, extra well done? I mean, yeah. There's, there's nothing that is not made better by adding extra garlic. Yeah, that's true. I'd put it on my cereal if I could. (laughs) Cool. So thank you, Luke. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. I'm famished. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see, hear, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by, and thanks to, you. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast, the contests and giveaways. They're all thanks to, buy for, with, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get cool exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages. Like this week, you could be part of the show and join me on an episode and much more. I love and appreciate your friendship and support and help. I love being able to give back to you each and every month. I love the fact that a portion of your contribution goes to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And I love that I have some cool things planned for the nation coming up in the next few months. I also love and appreciate some of the new and longtime members of the nation, including Lindsay Conforto, Corey Morris, Angela Martin, Rachel Lindsay, and Ken T. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to find out how you can help the show, you can visit www.radio.com slash support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. 
So last week, we were talking about some of our favorite places and the top 10 places to walk in Walt Disney World. And along the way, the question came up, what is the name of the walkway, which is beautiful, by the way, between Disney's Hollywood Studios and the Epcot Resort area that runs behind Disney's Boardwalk Resort? First, thanks to so many of you who entered, got this one correct and or were creative in your answers and knew or guessed that it was and is the Judson Green Walkway. And Judson Green was a manager at Walt Disney World from the early 80s to about 1987. He was also CFO of the Walt Disney Company from 1989 through 1991, was named president of Walt Disney Attractions in 1991, chairman in 1998, and sadly passed away in 2020. I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a WWE mug, pin, and a mystery prize, and last week's winner, randomly selected, is Laurel Brody. So Laurel, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. This week's trivia question is pretty simple, well, pretty straightforward, maybe not simple, because all you need to do is tell me where in Walt Disney World can or could you hear this phrase, and I'll even do like the radio announcer voice. This is KNRG News Radio. Hey, let's check the weather report and see if it's going to stay way cool outside. Okay, not the best radio announcer voice, but you get the idea. This one's actually, well, let's just say that the answer is in the question. You have until Sunday, January 22nd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, you're going to play for a mug, a pin, and a mystery prize. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please also join me this and every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. It's our live video broadcast where you can be part of the conversation. We'll talk about this week's show and your thoughts about the best pizza in Walt Disney World. Maybe I'll be out and about in Walt Disney World. I'll take you on a tour with me through the parks. But no matter where we go or what we do or what we talk about, you can be part of the conversation. Again, that's this Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. Speaking of being part of the conversation, starting your own conversation, but more importantly, being part of the WW Radio community and family, come and join and be part of the discussions over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me elsewhere on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming show about Walt Disney World history, your next vacation, or anything in the Disney, Marvel, or Star Wars universe, email me, lou at www.radio.com. Of course, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug, so visit our events page, both on the WW Radio page on Facebook, as well as at www.radio.com slash events. Our next in-person event is coming up this weekend in Orlando at the House of Mouse Expo. I, as well as our friends from Mouse Fan Travel and dozens of other vendors will be there exhibiting on the show floor. There are countless autograph sessions and panel discussions, a Saturday night after hours party, a Hocus Pocus and Pirates of the Caribbean reunion with actors from the show and movies. There's cosplay contests. I'll have giveaways 
and I'll also be broadcasting live from the expo if you can't make it in person. But to find out more and get tickets, visit houseofmouseexpo.com. It's just minutes away from Walt Disney World. I was there last year. It is a great time. Stay tuned for our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World, which will be in February, as well as up other upcoming events and cruises. Our next cruise is going to be this April on the Disney Fantasy, eight nights with an overnight, yay, in Bermuda. And stay tuned for more event announcements coming up soon. Speaking of other events, but on the other side of the coin, I'll be releasing information about my next Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World, as well as my next Momentum Retreat coming up this spring in Orlando. To learn more about those events, as well as how I can help you turn what you love into what you do with one-on-one -on -one coaching, being part of our weekly mastermind group, or coming to speak to your conference, business, event, or school, you can visit lumangelo.com. And no matter where you're heading on your next adventure, please go and visit my official recommended travel provider, which is, of course, as it has been for more than 15 years, mousefantravel.com. It's who I use. It's who I recommend because it's who I trust to provide you with an exceptional level of service, the best possible prices, all available discounts and all at no cost to you. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is that you please help spread the word by telling a friend, inviting someone to listen, leaving a rating for the show in your favorite podcast app. And if you can take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts, I would sincerely appreciate it. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Colts F, who said, Lou is the standard. Wow, thank you. Been listening for about four years. Lou has such a passion for what he does. It comes through. Every episode is full of so much knowledge. It's a must if you're planning a trip or just love Disney. By far the best Disney podcast out there. Wow, you made my night, Colts. And finally, most importantly, thank you. None of this happens without you. And I am grateful for not just you listening, but the friendship and the support and the community that you have created, the gift you have given me of your friendship and the blessing to be able to do and share what I do, and by choosing the good, not just by finding the positive in things, which I promise you will help make you happier, but by paying that forward and being a positive influence on others. Be the positive light that you want to see in this world have an amazing week this week. I hope to see you on the live show on Wednesday night at House of Mouse Expo this weekend in the clubhouse on Instagram or together again here next week. So until next time, see ya. Hello, Lou. This is the obnoxious guy from New Jersey screaming at you during the marathon uh, in front of the boardwalk. Glad to see you out. Uh, can't wait to see you. Don't tread on me, New Jersey for life. Hey, Lou, it's Jim Smith calling from Hanover, Mass. Hey, I just finished listening to your top 10-ish ways uh, to go for a walk or, or places to go for a walk around Walt Disney World. And uh, I had to add uh, my own experience, which is none of the ones that you and Tim were talking about. It came about wholly by accident. So it was back in October. I was uh, It was the day before I had the honor of attending my first Momentum Conference. And it was just after lunch at Disney Springs. I had a few hours to kill uh, before dinner uh, that I enjoyed with some dear friends, Amanda, Tim, Angie, and Grace, uh, and they know who they are. Um, so I had a few hours to kill, and I intentionally wanted to go explore Saratoga Springs. So I took off not towards the Saratoga Springs side of, of Disney Springs, but the other direction um, towards Cirque du Soleil and a, sort of a walking path that went off the parking lot there. Uh, ended up at a bridge that was going to take me to Saratoga Springs, but a cast member there uh, on one of those carts 
had referred me to uh, a nature trail, uh, and it ended up being, I, I think it was ended up being called the Sasagula Nature Trail, maybe. Um, took me along the back edge of a golf course, uh, along the river. Long story short, um, I, I passed over a small dam, uh, saw a little bit of backside magic, ended up at Disney's Old Key West Resort, which I had never seen, I had never been to. And I absolutely adored exploring all of the pastel colors of those little bungalow-style um, buildings. It was adorable. I explored the inside of the resort a little bit, some of the grounds. And at that point, I had lost a couple of pounds and many ounces of water because it was a hot day. I took the one of those friendship boat water taxis over to uh, back to Disney Springs just in time for dinner at Art Smith's Homecoming. Uh, so that was my unintentional but incredibly satisfying discovery of a fun walk slash nature trail slash getting lost experience at Walt Disney World. The show that you do, I uh, appreciated this episode. It was a lot of fun to listen to about some of the ones that I've done and some that I would like to do in the future. Uh, take care, friends. Lou, this is Robert from Fayetteville, Georgia. Long-time listener from the early 2000s in the first uh, episodes of your show. Love your podcast and uh, listen to them all the time on my walks. This is going to be about your uh, top 10 places to walk in Disney World. I love your top 10 episodes with Timmy. Uh, you two are just great banter back and forth. But uh, one thing that you left off, I, I do love one of my, one of my favorites is uh, Epcot. Uh, after hours, you might say, after the fireworks show finishes and getting to just slowly walk around the Epcot uh, World Showcase. But my very favorite is to get a late-night uh, dining at Liberty Tree Tavern, and then after Magic Kingdom is closed, to be able to walk down Main Street. And every, all the shops, you know, are starting to close, but everything is quiet. Uh, we had the opportunity during COVID to actually do this, and it was spectacular and, and, a, and a scene I will never, ever forget. So, again, getting a late-night dining at Liberty Tree Tavern and walking down Main Street when everything else is closed. Lou, love your show. Keep up the great work. Thanks a lot. Hello, everyone. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, coming in to say congratulations to all the 5, 10, half, and marathon dopey runners and goofy runners this past weekend. It was amazing. I'm so glad I got to participate in a 10K. It was so much fun. Um, and now you have this to look forward to. It is almost three months away until the WDW radio Bermuda cruise with a double dip at Castaway Key. So enjoy. Have a pleasant rest of your month and talk to you real soon. Love and hugs. Stay positive.